What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Incline listeners. Looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. I'm Kevin Klein. I'm David Rosenthal. I'm Ian Nielsen. We're your host, and this podcast is powered by Dodgers Lowdown. And without further ado, let's ride. It's time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What is up, everyone? Thank you for listening. To the Incline Quarantine Lockdown Edition, Episode 1. With baseball, basketball, football, you name it, suspended. We're all here, and we're going to deliver, you, deliver to you some awesome content today. Well, we'll start with David first. David, what have you been up to? What's up, Kevin? What's up, Ian? Uh, you know, it is what it is. No sports is tough. Uh, but obviously it's a pretty serious situation. So I've just been my County where I'm at, where I'm, where I'm at is, uh, on shelter in place mode. Uh, so I've just been camped out at home kind of doing some reading, some video games, uh, just kind of trying to do my part in, in making this go away as quickly as possible. Ian, how you doing? Yeah, I'm about a, what is it? A good week now, almost a week into, uh, saying screw it. I'm not going back to school. I'm going to grow the beard. Nobody important is going to see me. So this is a first-time attempt. Um, I'm now on day three of about, you know, what's going to be this whole semester of online school, and I'm already making deep-fried memes. So that's kind of what I'm down to. Um, other than that, yeah, no, I've, I've been 
in quarantine or quarantine light because I'm allowed to go outside and get some fresh air. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other other than that, I'm doing my part, and this this is definitely a serious situation. Um, and I would continue to urge you all to do your part, do what the CDC says, do what is advised. But at the same time, don't give yourself a panic attack. You do the right things. You follow the guidelines. You do what's told. This will go away one day. If we all do our part, the quicker it goes away, the quicker we get back to baseball. And um, yeah, that's me, DJing, and then I'll be the show, learning a bunch of new stuff. Maybe I'll pick up an instrument. Who knows? Everybody stay safe out there. Make sure to wash your hands. I'm sure you've heard that a lot by now. 20 seconds, warm water. If you have any relatives over the age of, I would say, 60, if you're feeling a little ill, just do your part. Do some social distancing. Distancy. I can't say that word, but stay away from them. <laughs> stay yeah, yeah, home. Wash your hands. If you, if, if you have time. or older people in general, don't even touch them. Like, hey, I mean, I know that showing hugs, you know, all that stuff's a sign of affection, but uh, I think a good sign of affection is letting people live too. So, you know, there's that. But absolutely, um, just be careful around those, and you never know who has an immunocompromised. Right immune system i guess is what i would be going with you never know so it's better to be safe than sorry right now absolutely the only thing i'd say is if you don't have to go somewhere don't do it uh try to limit all your interactions as much as possible and we'll uh be done with this sooner rather than later if everyone you know does their part yes texting people baseball was supposed to start in eight days but since there's no baseball to talk about we got to talk about other things so we have a whole catalog of things we're going to discuss on today's episode and to kick it off i went to two grocery stores this morning i got a whole lot of food so we're going to talk about quarantine foods the essential foods that you guys should get during this virus um, epidemic Uh, so any recommendations i say you got to have cereal that's very important make sure to get some milk bread pasta frozen pizzas, frozen foods, veggies, whether it's frozen or fresh, fruits, water, toilet paper, cleaning supplies. One, one thing of toilet paper, not the yes. whole store. One, contain, one box of toilet paper, that's it. You hear that, Karen? Sorry to any of our listeners that might be named Karen, just a meme on Twitter, but for real, you guys. To- toilet paper this. production is not going to stop. Just you just need one one uh, box of toilet paper, and that's and it. And real quick, let me throw this out there: the coronavirus, COVID, COVID nineteen is a respiratory illness. This is not a digestive issue. This isn't the swine flu. Okay, you're not going to be on the toilet for hours because of this. All right, nothing's going to change. Keep buying toilet paper like a normal person, because even in this town where like nobody lives, there's no toilet paper, and the shelves are stocked with everything else. It's getting ridiculous, man. I think one of my biggest beefs with people is when they're using toilet paper, for whatever reason, they just grab a whole bunch in their hands and they, you know, they wipe. People need to learn how to efficiently wipe. Do one <laughs> ply at a time and work, work your way from there. You don't need to grab like six and bunch it up and then do that three or four times. That's just a waste of trees. Thank you for being I, the one to the, say that. This is the time to learn how to efficiently use toilet paper because Mother Nature will thank you in the long run. Yeah. Um, moderation. You don't need to panic. 
grocery stores are going to remain open. Uh, just, you know, moderation here. And that goes with food too. You don't need to buy food for six months. Grocery no. stores are going to stay open. Uh, so everyone just try to calm down, get your week or two week supply and, and move along. And just a real quick random word of advice, because obviously we know a lot of restaurants and bars are closing down as well. Places to eat, grocery stores are still open. Um, for those of you who possibly would like to make some money right now or struggling a little bit, DoorDash, Postmates, Instacart, Uber Eats are all amazing options right now because people are ordering and people need delivery. And you can kind of independently contract. So just thinking about that on the side. Consider yep. it. Do that. Just wear some gloves and be smart. Yeah, wear some gloves. Bring some sanitizer if there's any. That's a pretty good, right. that's a good idea. So my, uh, I'm going to give my top five quarantine foods right now. So mac and cheese is an essential. Uh, I, I prefer Annie's. Uh, Ooh, yeah. You're going to have to have some meats, uh, you know, steak, get some protein. Because, you know, most of the time, you know, we get our protein from going out to eat or, or, or stuff like that. So you need some kind of form of protein, steak, chicken. Uh, pasta, obviously. Rice. And orange juice. And I'm going to add orange juice on there because vitamin C is uh, proven to help your immune system be in tip-top shape. And everyone's recommending you know, either taking vitamin C supplements. So I'm just going to go ahead and get a bunch of orange juice and, and make that my drink of choice. Yeah, no, I, I like that as well. I will say um, the biggest advantage of being a college student living on campus in the dorm is what you guys call your quarantine diet is my diet. True. So Country Archer beef jerky is my personal favorite brand of beef jerky. Beef jerky in general is great. Um, Stouffer's French bread pizza. Yes possibly the best frozen pizza that there is one of the best I agree. for sure i agree um craft mac and cheese is fine i think andy's is better obviously but honestly craft is not bad you can buy it you don't have to freeze it if you need to just put it in your cupboard it's there ramen noodles with tapatio uh totino's mm -hmm. pizza rolls tgi friday's um mozzarella sticks and potato skins cliff bars are always a good uh, source of protein Get a bunch of pasta and get some chicken and get some Alfredo sauce and some pesto sauce and mix that all up and you've got yourself a delicious home-cooked meal of chicken penne, Alfredo, and pesto sauce with chicken. And then go to Costco and get, thing, get things like Beyond Burgers, frozen orange chicken. Maybe um, don't go to Costco though right now. That's like the worst place to be. Have you seen the lines? There are like 200 people out the door. <laughs> That's not social distancing. Don't go to Costco. Depends where you're at. Where I'm at, Costco's empty, but yeah. I, I do forget sometimes that I'm speaking to the LA, Southern California region. But grocery stores in general, they tend to have things like all kinds of good frozen foods. So just know that you will be shopping for things you've never had, possibly, but you might yeah. add some things to your repertoire after. Yeah, as someone who can't really work right now, um, grocery store shopping is the thrill of my day. And I got to say, going to two Ralphs this morning, it was quite a blast. I think uh, David gave some good recommendations, so I'm going to endorse everything he said. I will add cereal. I think you got to go with my favorite, which is Special K. It's the best cereal there is. Mm. <laughs> it's also <laughs> not as sugary as some of the other ones out there. 
Uh, Special K at number one. Yeah. (laughs) Ground turkey. Okay, Okay, great. For those who are are trying to watch their cholesterol, ground turkey is a great alternative to steak and ground beef. So you can do all kinds of stuff. You can make stir fry. You can make turkey burgers. Highly recommend ground turkey. And uh, make sure to get those fluids. Like orange juice is a great recommendation. If you don't like oranges, get apple juice or cranberry juice or Something with vitamin C, because, yeah, that's very important to drink. We're going to all be coming out here with the winter bodies during the summer, and thanks to Kevin's healthy diet, he'll be looking better than all of us. So, um, yeah, maybe listen to Kevin. He seems to know what he's talking about right now. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, I'm. since I can't go to the gym anymore, I'm just becoming really skinny, and it's kind of tragic. I know. I'm in the same boat. I'm, and I'm trying to work out i just don't have the same drive at home you know because once i like go to the gym then i'm there and then i got all my you know energy up but at home it's just like do i work out or do i not work out when i go to the gym there's no choice i'm prepping for a long-term uh, gym closure so i just ordered a um incline bench that also will go to a decline and flat and i also got some dumbbells so we're doing a home gym here and we're gonna see how it goes but if you have the money, it's definitely right. a way to look. Ian, you want to whip out the little topic you were going to introduce everyone yes. to? Yeah, let's just as you, as, here. If you're all aware, the New England Patriots longtime legendary quarterback, Tom Brady, is making the ridiculous decision to leave his team and go sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he might make a wild card in the next couple years. But this just gets me thinking, and it gets all of us thinking, of some of our favorite athletes. Outside of Kobe and Derek Jeter and Dirk Nowitzki and Tim Duncan and Jackie Robinson that possibly played on other teams than just one. Some athletes you might have thought played for one team, but oftentimes they went to a team that made no sense or you totally forgot they ever played on. So I'd like to do somewhat of a athletes on weird random teams Jeopardy. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to give you the hint. We'll start off with an easy one. Uh, and then just whoever got it first – um, I'll call on you and say the answer. So, okay. Here's an easy one for both of you guys. I'm referred to Jeopardy, by the way. Ooh, all regular right. Jeopardy. Okay, this is sports Jeopardy, and that's your area of expertise. So, okay, we'll let's do see. it. All right, referred to as the goat, this NBA superstar decided to come out of retirement Michael second Jordan. time. Side with the Washington Wizards. There was our trial one. All right, now it's going to get a little bit more difficult. But you know, being on Twitter, you may have seen this one too. Widely accepted as one of, if not the greatest football players of all time, this offensive superstar was dealt six games into the season of 2004 to the Seattle Seahawks. Jerry Rice. Very soon retire. All right, one for David, we're tied. After numerous Super Bowl trips, this NFL superstar, after 13 years with one organization, signed a two-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals in 2003. Kurt Warner. 2003? Incorrect? That, no, Incorrect. Kurt Warner was later than that. I think uh, it was 2006 or so. 2003? I, I don't know. Running back? Oh, it's a running back? Edger and, Edger and James. No. Mm. I'd also like to point out that no points are taken away in this game, so unlike Jeopardy. I don't know. All-time leading rusher. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith with the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. 
All right. After 17 seasons with the franchise where he made his name, this notorious slugger donned the New York Mets uniform where he'd play only in four games during the 1965 season. 1965? Uh, Mickey Mantle? Same team. Wrong player. Wrong player. Uh, I don't know, man. These are hard. All right, let me think of another hint I can give you. Bad ball hitter. Probably the most notorious bad ball hitter outside of Vladimir Guerrero of all time. Um... He wore the same number as Kobe. But I can't tell you which number. Okay, it was number eight. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is, I, don't, I don't got this one. Kevin, any final answer or guess? Nope. Yogi Berra, New York Mets. Mm. Oh. All right, next one. This NBA great once said, I feel like a rookie again after being dealt from the team he was on to this Canadian team, the Toronto Raptors. NBA superstar dealt from his team where he was a 12-time All-Star to the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors? In the early 2000s. Uh, it's got to be uh, Elijah Wan. There we go. Kevin got it. Hakeem Elijah Wan. Some of you may forget. The Toronto Raptors. All right. Ahead of his time, this legendary quarterback took his talents across the coast for the final season of work. Broadway was part of his nickname. Joe Namath. There we go. Joe Namath with the LA Rams. And the final question. Bet you didn't know this legendary American League American athlete suited up for the final time in a uniform that legends like Greg Maddox and Chipper Jones later would wear. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth was a member of the Boston Braves. Hmm. I had no idea about that. So we have a tie. I wasn't expecting that, but um, <laughs> congratulations, you guys! With not too many hints, were able to get all of them except Yogi Berra on the Mets. Which I'm going to be honest, I didn't know about any of these at all until today. So um, those are your athletes on weird teams, and there's plenty others, but we'll leave it at that for right now. All yeah. right. Some of the weird ones for me, Carl um, Malone playing for the Lakers after yeah, that was mine. a very long career with the Utah Jazz. 18 years in Utah. Utah suits up one last year with the Lakers. They get to the finals. He twists an ankle or whatever, and they lose the series, unfortunately. But That was the end of the Shaq and Kobe era as well. Yep. But it's, you know, I think this is a time watching Brady now sign elsewhere and obviously free agency, tons of other players. It really makes you look back and appreciate, especially if you had the chance to be a fan of these teams, Kobe Bryant or Derek Jeter or Tim Duncan or Jackie Robinson. You know, athletes don't often lead their team. So it makes me wonder which Dodger, current Dodger, do you see sticking it out for the long run and being a Dodger till he retires? Clayton Kershaw ain't going anywhere. Kevin? I unfortunately think Kershaw will play one, one last season elsewhere, and it's going to be weird to see. I, I don't know if Kershaw wants to retire just yet. 
because he's got what, two years left on his contract. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see it playing out one or two ways. I mean, realistically, I, I think what will happen is Kershaw will be a Dodgers and he retires. Um, I think after these two years, he'll sign another small-term contract for less money, and I think he'll retire in his mid-late 30s. And I agree. I don't think he'll want to go anywhere else. Yeah. He's not going to pull a Tom Brady and try to prove he's superhuman into his mid-40s. I think Cody Bellinger has a legitimate chance of being a lifelong Dodger if they're – willing to give him that eight or nine year extension that could really play into our favors. Yeah. Um, I could see it, but that won't happen for a while. He's still got what? Three more years of arbitration. We know yeah. Andrew Freeman's going to milk those out, but I respect oh, yeah. it. It's, it's been a good business model. It's worked for him. And yeah, uh, aside get... from uh, he, the Chris Taylor deal and the Muncie deal, he hasn't done like any extensions really. No, yeah. he really hasn't. Um, but he also, to get back on the topic of baseball a little bit, is probably, I would say at this point, the best um, executive left in baseball. Now that Lunau's gone, um, he's done an incredible job. I think people don't realize the acquisitions he's made. He's made tons of great acquisitions and really, really hoping we get to see Mookie Betts suit up for what would be a decent portion of Dodger baseball. I don't know if you guys heard this, but apparently Major League Baseball's not ready to give up the idea of a 162-game schedule knowing very well they may be pushing their season back into late May or early June. That means unless they're planning on doing a bunch of scheduled doubleheaders every night and every day, we could be having baseball going into December. We could have Christmas with basketball, then presents, and then World Series baseball at night. That'd very be interesting. Interesting thing. Here was the proposal I'd heard, is that they were planning to play the World Series games regardless Super Bowl style in Florida in the Miami Marlins stadium, which would be interesting because it's I don't, the most packed stadium get why, ever be. Why, why are they trying to do that? Why would they just deprive the two teams from home games? Well, I think what they ought to do is set Miami or LA, San Diego, any of these coastal cities that don't have inclement weather in December, their thought process would be if these are dome stadiums, because, uh, for example, if the Phillies and Yankees get into a World Series, you've got the issue of they could possibly be playing under snow. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. So I think having that as a backup. With that being said, if it's, say, the Dodgers and, God forbid, Houston, there's no need There's no need for, you know, playing the games elsewhere. I think it should be a tentative thing in case teams like the Yankees or Phillies or East Coast teams make it in. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't think they'll salvage 162 games, but I think they'll be able to get at least 100. They'll get about 100 games in, and I think they may start the season without fans, but that's a consequence I'm willing to take. I mean, you know, they, there needs to be a significant amount of games if possible, and if it's without fans, that's the way it needs to be. Yeah, weird and thing I with, saw – go ahead, Kev. Yeah, the weird thing with – a potential hundred game schedule is there's going to be one or two random teams that probably clinch a postseason spot. Yep. Yep. I I would predict teams along the lines of the Phillies, the Padres, these weird teams that probably don't have deep pitching staffs, but have some flashy players will make the playoffs and teams like the Cardinals, they're going to be on the outside looking in teams that rely on depth and don't have as much talent are the ones that are going to end up getting hurt this season. So it'll be interesting, but Still feel like the Dodgers are going to win that division, even with a shortened schedule. 
Oh yeah, they will. And one thing I read, which was super interesting, but still somewhat kind of confusing. So here's, I'm going to read this tidbit. This is on Mookie Betts on his service time. So Mookie is 102 days away of being eligible for the open market. And if the delay caused him to fall short, he would be free entering his age 29 season instead of his age 28 season. So essentially what, what I gathered from that is if this delay gets is significant and it's a super shortened season, I'm not sure that he'll be a free agent after this year. Wow. I did not know that. I thought, I, I mean, I had no information. I thought possibly if the season starts whatsoever, he'll be a free agent at the end, but um, I, I think I it's, think it's 102 days of of season time not just calendar time so that's an interesting thing to watch for sure if the season gets really shortened we we don't know what the uh, league is going to choose to do um you know with testing barely uh, coming into play here in the united states some players may we may find out certain players are asymptomatic possibly testing or carriers of the virus and the season could get shortened even further so there's no timetable other than the fact that we know the season will not start on april 9th Mm -hmm. all right moving on catch up one the ultimate condom tournament battle condiment my my apologies (laughs) condoms baby let's go probably have to edit that later um, condiment <laughs> battle. Kind of disappointed that ketchup won, but the people have I'm chosen. I'm upset if you edit that out. <laughs> the people have spoken. So with that being said, let's transition to a completely separate topic. This is why top, we have the Electoral College. Top five sports movies. And I'm looking for my list right now, so if anyone wants to share theirs with the people, go for it. What are your favorite sports movies and why? Favorite sports movies. I'm doing the same as Kevin right now. I got it right here. Um, I'm going to start off at five. Number five is When the Game Stands Tall, which is the movie about De La Salle football um, facing the death of one of their players. Uh, and it has responded a, to it. And it has a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yep. Rotten Tomatoes well, sucks, by the way. I Rotten hate Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes. Sense. It's the worst. It's just it's a bunch worst. of snobs and they're fucking hot. Oh, sorry. On their, <laughs> <laughs> on their high castles. <laughs> sitting up there just judging everything like i go to the movies to be entertained okay i don't care about your your cinematic degrees and uh you know your snobs so so just enough rotten tomatoes you guys suck i love yeah, it they, i love it I go ahead, David. I, I, go I, ahead. I, it's same reason you don't listen to music critics they tell you rappers and awesome great metal bands are terrible they want you to praise you know ed sheeran or whatever i don't care um when the game stands tall i'm gonna have it number five i'm gonna have another movie that did awful on rotten tomatoes i realized called the six man basketball movie you know i'm sure most of you have seen it uh number three i have the movie 42 the story about jackie robinson played by chadwick boseman outstanding movie uh depicting a very you know significant time in our country's history number two i have the blind side which is the story about Michael Orr coming from homeless to the NFL. Outstanding story. And number one is not only the number one sports movie, but the number one movie that's ever been put out. And not only the number one baseball movie, it's Moneyball. There's no other answer. Moneyball is the greatest sports movie. And I'm a nerd that loves numbers. So, nope, Moneyball's number one, and I won't accept anything short. So, Eh. that's that's my list right there. It's a fine movie, but it's not the number one. I agree. Um, So, mine... I'm only going to give four. 
because these four are the elite sports movies and I could give 10, 15 more that, that fall just short of it. Uh, but I'm going to give these four as the four elite. They're not going to be ranked. They're just going to be the four golden sports movies that are, that are in a category of their own. Remember the Titans. Mm. Phenomenal, emotional, great story, great actors, all around A+. Major League which is a hysterical, great baseball movie. Mm. Friday Night Lights, similar to Remember the Titans, but still great. And Happy Gilmore. While some say maybe it's not a sports movie, no, it is a sports movie because it's about golf. Uh, So those four are the four best sports movies ever made, and they're in a category of their own. Uh, There's plenty of good ones, you know, in in tier two, uh, but those are my tier one movies. Excellent list. Well, can't complain. People want to know what shows to binge, and you mentioned Friday Night Lights. If you haven't watched the television show Friday Night Lights, definitely something you got to watch. It's great. Yes, and Blue okay, Mistake. I haven't seen any of that, but I'm talking about the movie. To just to clarify, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, you know that one. Yeah, excellent, excellent actor. Also appeared in the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Bad Santa. So just gonna throw that out there. Blue Mountain State, I agree with you. That's another good show. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I wanted to make it a little more off the board, maybe not your traditional sports movie. So with me, starting with number five, Rounders, starring Matt Damon. If you haven't seen that one, it's about yes, kiss. It's about a it's about poker. Now, poker, anytime a movie has a card scene, it's usually awesome. I don't know if anyone can disagree with that take, but whether they're playing blackjack, poker, gin rummy, card games make movies great. Number four, Jerry Maguire. Obviously, I'm talking about the Tom Cruise movie. It's about a sports agent, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's the athlete. It's also a very good romantic movie. So if you want to spend that with your loved one, highly recommend. Number three, number three, Rocky, which you guys snubbed. One of the greatest sports movies of all time with Sylvester Stallone. I don't know what's more inspirational about a guy who can barely form sentences than Rocky Balboa taking on the great Apollo Creed. I won't spoil it for you guys, but Rocky does get his redemption in the sequel. Number two, Space Jam. I mean, if you're going to have a movie with the goat, Michael Jordan does a phenomenal job of acting as himself. They take on the aliens they get the job done. Looney, the Looney Tunes are saved. The soundtrack is excellent as well, although I don't support R. Kelly anymore, but at the time it really made the film. And then my number one, already mentioned, Major League, the best baseball movie there is. Yep. You can't find another movie that takes you at the start of the offseason, through spring training, through the course and the grind of the regular season. Major League, where it's at almost scary how it's some actual sports teams kind of stole their owner's model of trying to tank to move but yeah major league that's a solid list list. i forgot all about rounders i didn't even think of it as a sports movie but john malkovich with the russian accent man that movie is just (laughs) that that i haven't seen that in a long time i may watch that tonight excellent choice um yeah okay now uh we're going to do, well, at least I'm going to do, favorite movie speech of all time. And this is an easy answer. And honestly, I, I, should speak, I should be able to speak for everyone on this earth right now. 
Independence Day, one of the best movies ever made. Will Smith, uh, I think it's Bill Pullman or, or someone, I forget his name. But that speech he makes, the president makes, as, as they're going to, uh, you know, fight the, uh, get rid of the aliens, is incredible. Truly incredible. He, the passion, everything. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. Like, come on. Like, how are you not inspired by that? It, you, could, you could use that in anything and be inspired. It's the best speech of all time. Man, you know what? Listening to you guys talk about all these movies is making me realize how many movies I've never seen. Whether it be You're, Rocky, you seen whether Independence it be Independence Day. No, I haven't. Oh my God, dude. You need to watch that tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to go with my uh, favorite movie speech. Um, I'm going to go with my first joke movie speech, which is Step Brothers, Don't Lose Your Dinosaur speech. Um, when Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, I their names are drawn a blank to me right now, but uh, they're they're basically told, you know, you've become normal, stop being normal, go back to being weird children. Dale. Yeah, Dale and Brennan. But uh, if I'm gonna be serious, my um, I'm gonna go with probably my favorite movie speech would be um, Goodwill Hunting, uh, the Your Move Chief speech by Robin Williams, which possibly won him some awards. Excellent speech where Robin Williams is basically talking to a young Matt Damon about what he doesn't understand as a young person. And as his therapist, you know, it's definitely a challenge to work with, you know, if you've seen the movie, I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's an excellent speech and you'll know the speech if you haven't seen it when you see it. Kevin? For me, I'm going with Wall Street. The speech is from the famous Gordon Gecko. Greed is good and I mean, he's right. Times like today, greed is good. Whether it's love, money, desire, the more greed you have, the farther you're going to go. And Charlie Sheen's in that movie, and I'm a big Charlie Sheen fan. I don't care what he's done in his personal life. Two and a Half Men, great show. Major League with Charlie Sheen as well. I'm a big Charlie Sheen stan, as they'll say online. Ooh, that's a take that... uh... That's a tough take right there. <laughs> You're ready for all the smoke. So, solid actor. Major League, he's, he's phenomenal. Two and a Half Men was pretty funny, I will say. Yeah, that was a solid show for a while. Speaking of shows. Can you watch Independence Day, though? Like, like literally yes. go right now. Me and Kevin will finish the podcast. Like, go watch Independence Day. Bro, I've got, like, 5,000 years in quarantine. I'm going to have a beard. I'm going to look like Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway by this, so. I have tons of time to go watch movies. I will make sure to do that. First order of business when we're done. We'll see. Page me when you get, when you get past some peach fuzz. Okay. Um, speaking of shows, though, uh, what would you guys say? And this is obviously a question we've gotten. What would you say is your top five favorite TV shows of all time? Sitcoms, dramas, crime dramas, anything. Television shows, what would be your top five? Right. That comes from uh, Retro Dodgers Nostalgia on Twitter. Shout out yes. to him. Yes. For, for me, out. you know, not a big TV show guy. It's hard for me to really rewatch shows, but some of the ones I really enjoyed, How I Met Your Mother at number five, Dexter, Despite How Bad It Ends, number four, Breaking Bad, one of the few shows that only gets better from start to finish, number three, Big Brother, the reality show. I'm a Big Brother fan. I enjoy it. So that's my number two. And Arrested Development, if you haven't watched it, that sitcom, so many stars on it. They all go on to have great careers. Arrested Development, it's a must watch, and it's on Netflix. All right. My top five 
It's a loose top five because I, I, you know, I'm just getting the question now. But you know, a loose top five would be Criminal Minds, great show. Narcos, all seasons, phenomenal. And then top three are going to be Breaking Bad, The Office, and Game of Thrones. I loved all three of those. I don't care if you didn't like the ending of Game of Thrones. It was great. Could he could have used? Well, I'm not going to spoil it in case anyone hasn't seen it. Uh, but could he used two more episodes for the uh, Ice Man villain without spoiling it? If you feel me. Uh, but it was a great show, and in my top three, no doubt, loved it. Pretty good list. Uh, see a little bit of some repeating patterns. I will give you my top five. At number five, I've got the Chappelle Show. Great skit show. Dave Chappelle might be the funniest dude of all time, perhaps. Uh, the only thing lacking on this show is it wasn't around too long. And with us in quarantine, Dave, consider it, man. Please do another season or two of the Chappelle Show with, like, no crowd. I am all for it. At number four, I have The Office, classic American sitcom. Number three, I've got Breaking Bad. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's probably, if not, the second greatest drama of all time because number two, The Sopranos, for me, greatest drama. I wanted to say it's my number one show of all time, but I feel like being really controversial right now. How I Met Your Mother at number one. I've binged it about eight times. I never get sick of it. It gets better every time. The ending sucks, but go watch the alternate ending on YouTube. Believe me. That's my top five right there. I think I'm one of the few people that actually like the ending of How I Met Your Mother. Dude, no. But okay. I can't say anything. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I know I can't say anything, but I really want to. I think you're allowed but, to say something. I think him yep. ending up with Robin was the the safe move. Yeah, but then the reason why he ended up with Robin was not too awesome. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, just, just looking at some of our um, other questions or incline inquiries, hashtag, you know. Feel free to use that anytime. You know, it's not just whenever we send this out, hashtag incline inquiries, and we will see what you say. Um, at Nesto underscore 92, Ernesto Villasenor Jr. says, the Simpson episode that predicted the coronavirus. And um, unfortunately, I have to put this notion to bed that the Simpsons predicted the coronavirus or the Donald Trump presidency or anything that people have said the Simpsons predicted, as there are literally multiple things out right now where Simpsons writer is complaining how he does not like the fact that the Simpsons are being used and manipulated with things that they never said. The coronavirus was a fake episode, in fact, that people have photoshopped. If you've seen the pictures, they're untrue. So I will just put that out there. Yeah, that stuff's okay. annoying. I don't it, care. It's starting to bug. Yeah, it's yeah, starting it's to just, bug. Who cares? Just move on. The Simpsons didn't predict you know, everything. It's not a Nostradamus-type situation here. No. I right, gave up on the Simpsons here. a while ago. Yeah, the Simpsons are like The Walking Dead. I wonder, you know, The Walking Dead, if it stopped at season four, would have easily made my top five shows. Just going to yeah, put that I out stopped, there. I stopped that show too. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those shows I almost want to spoil it because if you, like, haven't seen it, like, I'm just saving you time. Like, you're going to love it, and then you're going to be completely heartbroken at how awful it becomes about uh, post-terminus. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay, we got one question that was sent to me. Um, this is going to be a Call of Duty type question. It's hardcore team deathmatch versus the whack regular mode. So I guess it's hardcore or regular mode. Uh, I don't know if you guys play Call of Duty, um, but I, pl- I have been known to dabble a little bit 
and I prefer the regular non-hardcore mode uh, because one-shot kill is is just you know it's not I mean it's realistic but it's not as fun as you know the regular mode so that's my answer I looked at that question I was wondering what in the heck do they mean now I understand um, and that I came from answer. at Cine with two E's Francine mm-hmm or Francine um yeah no i i wouldn't know the only games i ever play are madden and mlb the show and occasionally nba 2k so i'm no service for this one same i haven't played video games in a, quite a long time used to play call of duty but had no idea what that question meant on a side note though game of thrones i hate that show i oh, turned it off kevin, after the kevin, pilot. kevin. <laughs> i turned it off after the pilot episode i was like this show is trash and yeah. I'm actually surprised it's lasted as long as it did, considering how pointless it was, in my opinion. Yeah, I tend not to uh, care much about shows about weird fictional characters like Iceman. But I will say, in Kevin's defense, you cannot judge a show off the first episode. Because if I did that with any of these shows I listed, I would have never watched them again. Except for the Chappelle show, because that's just skits. But That's great and all, Ian, but when I see... A brother having sex with his sister on television? I'm out. Wait, wait, wait. Um, okay, then yeah, I'm with you. Are you though? Because Game yeah, of Thrones no, is no, great, no, no, and it's them. not their actual, they're not actually brother and sister. Well, I didn't get that far, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, well, now you know. Dude, I was, I, yeah, wow. Okay, like, I'm just, talking about in real life, obviously. Oh, no, I'm the sh- no, I got to pretend it's reality when I'm watching this. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, fine. it's not fun. Um, the Office, it's an all right show. I'm just going to leave it at that. What, what's your real take on it, though, Kevin? Yeah. Well, my yeah real, Kevin? The real take is The Office isn't very funny, but maybe that's just me. The that's thing about The Office is there's a character for everybody. And they all bring something different to the table. And the dry humor is just um, incredible. It's something I watch almost every night at, at, you know, as background noise as I fall asleep. And it, sometimes it makes it hard to fall asleep because I'll be laughing too hard. It, it is a classic show. And Michael Scott is possibly the funniest um, sitcom character of all time, which is, um, I will say, the show is not quite as funny after season seven. But I'm not going to say as to why. Um, but The Office is kind of like The Beatles. Vastly overrated, but still great. I wouldn't go as to say it's overrated because I think it's a top three show. Oh, um, no, it's still... But it is, it's talked about, and it's, I, I can understand why critics are tired of it because everyone's always talking about it. So I'll, I'll give you I, that. Yeah, yeah, no, but I still... I, I have it in my top five, too. It's a great show. I mean, I, I will say. Steve Carell's kind of got Matt Harvey syndrome. He's really fallen off with his sense whoa, of humor. Whoa, whoa, What is he? Now Steve he's doing awful, incredible. Now Steve he's doing Carell awful shows boy. like The Morning Show that aren't even good. I don't know about that, but <laughs> as far as I know, Steve Carell was in the office in our previous decade that just ended, and he was parts of some great movies, and he's been parts of classic movies, and he is a pretty funny guy. Yeah, but then he tried to become a real actor, and it failed. I no, he's been in some good stuff. I he's saw good. one movie with him. It was a serious movie. It was about a his his son was in the army, 
Yes. Uh, that Excellent movie, movie. I forget what it's called, but he was, was good it? in that movie. It was with Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, and, yeah. And someone else. Oh, uh, the Walter White from Breaking Bad, uh, yes. Brian Cranston. Yes. Excellent movie, was whatever good. it's called. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to Google it and figure it out. Yeah. Know that you're actively called. listening. I'll find it right now. Nope. Let them know. Yeah, no, last, he, he, last flag flying. Last, yeah. Sad, but All good. Right. Crazy Stupid Love is a great rom-com. I'm just going to put that out there just in All case, right. you know, you're in the movie for that. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I guess I can watch it. Okay. Who Parasite the hell cares about Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes? Tomatoes? Parasite. 99%. It's like Yelp. Yelp is never wrong. You got to trust what people got to mm. say. Nope. That's why music critics are usually spot on too. That's why terrible oh. artists like Justin Bieber and um, you're gonna offend Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Camila Cabello, Shawn Mendes—they all get mediocre reviews on their albums because that's what they are. They're oh. mediocre artists. Nope. Music critics are a failure. That's why Cardi B got best rap album of the year. For Invasion of Privacy over Daytona by Pusha T and by Astroworld by Travis Scott. And also, not to mention, Nipsey Hussle, the great Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Yeah, but Cardi B was critically acclaimed, so it was Critically acclaimed. All those albums were way better and way more lyrically. You just proved your point. The fact that Cardi B is critically acclaimed at anything. Thank you. Like, come on. I don't even like rap, but, like, I know that that's trash. Critics yeah. suck in general. All kind of critics. Don't don't listen to critics. Just make your own judgments. Especially not Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Music critics have been getting it wrong for years. And that is why Twitter is sometimes better than the critics. No, Twitter is hardcore all over Drake. I, I'm I'm anti Twitter. Oh, I'm anti Twitter for like uh, anything outside of like sports and funny jokes and maybe like some music or T V takes, but I yeah. You cannot find me a more overrated artist than Drake out there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to... No, I mean, Drake is... You guys are on your own on this conversation. Drake right. is certainly... Um, sorry, we got ED, guy an EDM guy over here, which I can't really talk crap because same here, but... All right. Let's move on. How about spring break? The spring break that's never going to go down. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the video? No, real quick. I got I to gotta just throw this out there. Speaking of, have you guys seen the video on CBS News of these kids? I think there's the first kids quoted saying, if I get corona, I get corona, but I don't care. It's not going to stop me from partying. It's like, dude, this isn't even about you anymore. You could be very well asymptomatic. But when you go home or you're in contact with someone that's compromised, it's, it's just amazing what I'm seeing. Just, I can't believe it. So spring break is still happening somewhere. I don't know who Ashad Robinson is, but he just signed a two-year deal with the Rams, so I hope he's good. Defensive Ashawn tackle. Robinson. Yeah, he's he's pretty solid. I think he went, he went to Bama. Big dude. He's huge. He's like a 340-pounder, so he'll be right in the middle with Aaron Donald. Cool. cool. All right, back to – you know who's really grinding my gears is this Corona – toilet seat licking girl like what are you doing people are so damn plain stupid bathroom. yeah well just stop you... making a people need to stop thinking that this is like they're untouchable from this if everyone <laughs> takes it serious and you know doesn't expose themselves 
you know, and doesn't put elderly and, and compromised people at risk. We can get on with our lives way quicker than if people continue to be like that idiot who's like, oh, I don't care about your corona. It's like, well, it's not about you, dude. It's about everyone else. We got yeah. to together here. Yeah. I mean, think of, think of an older person you love and, you know, just seriously, think of it that way. But I'm with you on that. That's ridiculous. TikTok, I think uh, no, I, I think if this stuff keeps up, this this country will be on lockdown in about a week or two weeks. If this, if it's, I agree. If it keeps up, if people don't take it seriously, I think we're in for an actual lockdown, not just a shelter in place type thing. All right. So I'm going to give my spring break recommendations. These are cities I've been to for 2021. I hope not for 20. Year. Yeah, for 2021. Okay. United States cities, going to keep it simple. These are my favorite cities that I've been to outside of Los Angeles. Number one, Maui. If you want to have, have a nice, relaxing vacation, go to Maui, Hawaii. It's, the food does not disappoint. Number two, this is the complete opposite side of the spectrum, Las Vegas. Las Vegas has it all, whether you like to drink, party, gamble, watch sports. Everything's in Vegas. And even they, even though they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, that's not true. Do not cheat on your significant other in Vegas. You're going to regret it. Number three, New York City. There's so much to do in New York. Some call it the greatest city in the world. And although LA is better, New York is a very exciting place to visit. So if you like Broadway culture, highly recommend New York. Number four, this is for my nature people out there, Portland, Oregon. Portland's a very cool city. They have great beer, lots of good hiking. The people are very friendly. Definitely recommend Portland if you're looking to get away. And number five, a little down south, but San Diego. The beaches are great. Yeah. The weather is always on point. You can catch a ball game. Oh, well, it's spring break. Never mind. Throw that part out. But um, San Diego, great breweries. Highly recommend if you haven't been, just take the drive. It's well worth your time. All good places. Um, I would venture to say my takes are a bit limited because of my limited traveling and also because I have never consumed alcohol in the United States because of the fact that it's, you know, 21 is the law and I'm a law-abiding citizen, of course. Um, what's what I will say, though, is Maui is spot on. Great take. Um, Maui though, I will say is a relaxing vacation. If you're looking to, you know, maybe be in the city or go sightseeing, um, Honolulu, Oahu, excellent island to go to. Um, there's other parts of Hawaii that I hope to go to soon. Um, Mexico's got a ton of great places. And also if you're under 21, Mexico, you only have to be 18. So just know that. Uh, Rocky Point is a very common place that a lot of students like to go for spring break. Very popular place. Uh, Puerto Vallarta, been there myself. Excellent. I've never been to Cabo or Cancun, but I also hear great things about those places. Some of the best beaches in the world, just like Maui. San Diego, I'd like to throw that one in. Excellent city. In fact, I have a hot take. San Diego is better than LA. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I've been to the Bay Area once and I kind of hated it, so I can't really recommend there. <laughs> and... Other than that, I've been to Nashville, which was kind of cool. That's and my number one place I want to go to. Nashville was pretty sweet, dude. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not even a big country music fan, but it was a cool city. I liked it. Memphis was kind of disappointing. Other than Beale Street, there's, it's just businesses. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, that's about it. Tempe, you know, if you want to, I don't know, go to Arizona. There's places in Arizona, but I'm sure you already know of all those. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys said a lot of mine. I'm just going to keep it simple, and I'm going to say Hawaii is my favorite place to go at any time. I love San Diego. I've only been once, but it was a great, great place. I'd consider living there at some point. And I'll throw a plug in for my current home, uh, Marin County, which is about 20 minutes across the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. It has beautiful nature, no traffic, a ton of hikes, beaches, a great place. And if you haven't been and you like nature, it's definitely a spot to uh, check out at some point. Marin County. Not a fan of San Francisco, but Marin County is beautiful. That's what I've been by up north. San Francisco, the city, and Oakland. I didn't like either of them too much because the Giants. But no, but for real. Um, Monterey Pacific Grove is also pretty underrated in California. Up north a little bit. Central Valley, very nice. I'll back you on that. Fan of Monterey and Carmel by the Sea. Both lovely places. yeah. Excellent. Other than that, any other topics you guys want to throw out there? I think we, we didn't do we didn't do our favorite flavors. If that's if we care, or we can say that for next episode. Um. Apparently, there was like a pop tart debate this morning. I got a question about pop tarts. Uh, I'm just going to keep it simple and say, um, I'm not going to give a top five or anything because cinnamon brown sugar is so far ahead of every other pop tart. It really doesn't even matter. Uh, and yes, Pop-Tarts deserve filling. I can't believe that was even a question, but just crazy. But uh, butter rum, butterscotch Pop-Tarts needs to be a flavor. It just okay. has to be a flavor. That was, that was out of nowhere. Can you say that again? Can you say that flavor again? Butter, butter rum, butter rum or butterscotch flavored Pop-Tarts needs to be a thing. Why? Okay, well, take it up with the uh, makers of Pop-Tart. I'm just throwing that out there. It just it needs to be. Kellogg's. Pop-Tarts are such a fraud. They're trying to market themselves as a breakfast food. I Don't buy oh, that no. crap. It's clearly desserts. You're going to give your kids it's Pop-Tarts. Save it for dessert. It's not a breakfast food. Yep. I'm with you 100%. That's my 2 o'clock meal before I go to sleep at ASU. So... It's far from a breakfast. Wait, you eat sugar before you go to sleep? Yes, mom is there. College. Do you know what sugar does when you don't use it? Go straight um, to fat. Really, I mean, not like hey, like if you would have told me that at sixteen or fifteen, totally would have stopped sugar. But right now, like. I might do it for like another year or so. We and need, then like right now more later. than ever. We need those fat deposits to keep us warm during this lockdown. Inevitable yes. lockdown. Yes. Kevin. Yeah, I mean, the weather hasn't been great, which is just making this virus even worse. Hey, don't, don't even, dude, I am literally watching a blizzard out my window right now as we speak. Seriously, when we started this podcast, it was clear sky right now. The the roof next to me is just I can't even see a thing. It's covered in white and snow. And right. what an experience that is to live in the snow. So this was a fun little Twitter question. I guess we can end the show with this. This was from Mark Carrig. I'm sure you guys saw this. You must make the lineup for a baseball game that you must absolutely win. You guys know what I'm talking about? Ian yeah, knows. The one through nine. Yeah. Uh, I know where you're headed. Absolutely. I'm not going to be able to – I'm going to need some time to, to sit on that. Yeah, you me guys too, can just – you can pick apart mine. You can pick apart mine or fill in guys. So leading off – I have my pen ready. 
Leading off, it's got to be Mr. November at shortstop, Derek Jeter. You can't find a more clutch hitter than Derek Jeter, so throw him in that lineup. At third base, very off the wall, but if you're a Dodgers fan, you're definitely going to respect this one. I don't care of all the great third basemen out there. Give me Justin Turner because that guy hits when it matters. Left field, batting third, Manny Ramirez. I mean, the guy hit like 500 in the postseason some years, and he has a lot of World Series home runs. At shortstop, I mean, sorry, at fourth, (laughs) center fielder, Ken Griffey Jr. He's had some good playoff series as well. Unfortunately, he didn't get to go to that many October trips due to the Mariners sucking. And then Babe Ruth at right field. We don't really know how good he is, but his reputation warrants him a spot. And then here's another off-the-wall one. At first base, of all the great first basemen out there, I want David Freese because David Freese has delivered some big hits when it really mattered. And then same logic for my second baseman, Chase Utley. Guy's just clutch. And then at catcher. He's my favorite player. It's a really good pick. Uh, at catcher, I don't care that he's a giant. He won three World Series. I have to go with Buster Posey just because I know he can get the job done. And then at pitcher, there's a lot of great pitchers out there. I was thinking of Sandy Koufax, but he may have played in a little lighter era. I got to make sure I got the guy who's going to get the job done. So I'm going with the big unit, Randy Johnson. The guy had multiple phenomenal postseason appearances. Really sh- Shut down the Yankees. I'm going with Randy Johnson. I don't hate everything about the lineup. Um, I'll, I'll pick apart the particularly what I think is kind of nuts. Um, I'm going to leave off the Jeter thing because Jeter, okay, he's got a bunch of hits. I think he's the most overrated player in Major League history, but that's a, beyond me. I love Justin Turner, but on the all-time list, no. Um, the lack of Mike Trout's kind of disgusting. And no offense to David Freeze and Chase Utley, because Chase Utley is my favorite player of all time, and I love David Freeze. But you're really going to put those guys over Joe Morgan or Willie McCovey or any of these greats? Buster Posey, I can see. Randy Johnson, I'm a huge fan of. Randy, Randy Johnson would be my pick, um, as would uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in the outfield. I would make sure to have them. Babe Ruth, if we were doing DH, probably, because, I mean, we all saw the dude. I mean, talk about eating sugar before bed. But um, Kevin, I have to tell you this again, buddy. I'm going to say it on, with my voice. Clutch is not a stat. It is and a you stat. You can't quantify it. It is a stat. It is not. I'd probably throw in Roberto Clemente or Reggie Jackson in there, too. Both of those guys were super clutch in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, if I had more outfielders, definitely Reggie Jackson for sure. But I'm pretty set on my outfield. Mike right. Trout had a chance to play in games that matter. He failed. And this is not assembling the best team of all time. This is assemble a team that you must absolutely have to win. And I need guys that I know are going to perform in a win or take all kind of game. All right. Well, we've covered a lot here. I feel like we're approaching. Yeah. An hour. So I think this is a good time to to wrap this one up and, We'll come back to this in our second episode of the quarantine series. I agree. Ian, any final thoughts? Um, the fact that I just put in my backup earbuds right now was kind of perfect because my AirPods died. But um, 
No, other than that, just, um, you know, just know that you're going to be living a different life and make the adjustments necessary so we can get back to baseball, man. I want to see Mookie Betts in a Dodgers uniform for a good chunk of the season, and I want to see playoffs that are legit instead of having a playoffs where some hot, weird team like, I don't know, the White Sox, like, wins a division by eight games. So, yeah. Part, I want baseball back, and I kind of want to see if this season ends with the Laker championship as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, All right, everyone, guys. Stay home. Stay home if you can and wash your hands a bunch. Be smarter about this, everybody. All right, guys. If you made it this far, please help us out. Send us some topics that you want to hear us debate. Anything. We'll, we'll talk about it. And please subscribe but, to us on a platform, too, that we would we'd be eternally grateful if you could subscribe to us as well. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to head out, and we'll see what happens. Everyone have a great week and stay busy and be safe. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said.
done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.